Hello, hello, ishes. Welcome back to day six of the 28 days of self-love. This is your kind of well, kind of toxic, main-ish, bringing you another episode of Wellish. Today, I want to talk to you guys about how to talk to yourself, and I'm going to go with a little bit of a different approach here. I don't want to tell you guys what I normally hear when the conversation is self-talk or negative self-talk. A lot of the time, the suggestions that were given in order to fix this is A, to just switch it to positive self-talk or B, just shut off the talk entirely. You don't have to listen to your thoughts. But both of those things are like stupid fucking hard. And I want to give you guys an alternate option that you can apply while you're working towards making your thoughts more positive and shutting off your thoughts and not listening to them entirely. Of course, I have a cute little story for you guys to (laughs) give you a good example of what I'm really talking about here. So I went and got a fresh squeezed margarita earlier. And what goes better with a fresh squeezed marg than fucking tacos, obviously. So I got a margarita and ordered my tacos. And she asked me if I wanted the tacos authentic or American. And because I know how to eat tacos, I asked for them to be authentic. So then she said, okay, with everything on them. And I was like, uh, isn't authentic just onion and cilantro? I didn't say that. I just said, well, what do you mean by everything? Like onion and cilantro? And she said, the American comes with everything, lettuce, tomato, sour cream, all this stuff. It was like, okay, so onion and cilantro and like it was not that big of a deal but it was one of those moments that I was like did I fuck something up like did I say something wrong that like now we're in like because like the way she said it too was kind of like acted like I did something wrong (laughs) and as I'm in this interaction I'm thinking in my head like did I say something wrong like whatever negative thoughts about myself start to flow through into my brain and then I was like it can't always be me right If my self-talk is always telling me that I'm the one doing something wrong, whether it's in an interaction with other people or not, it can't always be me. Like, I can't always be the one in the wrong. (laughs) Like, and then taking this a step further, if I'm always the one that thinks I'm in the wrong, maybe other people also think that they're in the wrong too. Like, maybe that girl at the counter realized in her brain that she screwed up and I had already said authentic and then she asked me everything or not question that she didn't need to ask me I just had this like moment of like maybe it's not your fault all of the time (laughs) like because I always in any situation assume it's my fault let me give you a different example we've been hanging out with these new friends and we all went to eat and we're sitting there at, at the table and when there's kind of like a moment of dead silence I automatically feel that it's my responsibility to jump in and say something. But why would it always be up to me? Like there's five other people at the table that are responsible for holding the conversation as well. It's not all on me. So again, like it's not always your fault. And the thing that I want to express here is the way that you talk to yourself shows through on your face and in your mannerisms and the way that you execute your entire life. If your thoughts are confident and your thoughts love who you are, you represent that more in your daily life compared to if you're more frantic and thinking that you did something wrong and thinking that something's wrong with you and I don't like this about me and I don't like that about me, then like it becomes more obvious in real life because 
again, a lot of the time what the thoughts come back to is that other people are as cued into what you think is wrong with you as you are. And the disappointing truth is, even though they're not as cued in nearly as close to anything where you are, you are making it more apparent by having those thoughts on the outside. Like when you are confident and you have the confidence glow, even if it's not 100% accurate, like if it's more of a fake it till you make it. But if you can picture a time that you've felt really good inside and a time that you felt really bad inside, think about what you looked like on the outside during those times. You probably were able to reflect a more positive self-image in the times that you were talking to yourself more positively. Instead of trying to flip the thoughts and make them positive or turn off the thoughts completely, because truthfully, that's a really high expectation. Like, especially if you've made it a habit in your brain to talk to yourself in a certain way, and that is a habit that now your brain is just on autopilot normally coming up with these thoughts. So it can be possible that you can flip them to a positive perspective and then that turns into your autopilot but that is a process and it's not something that comes super easily and sure it is just as easy as changing your thought to a positive one but that's not going to be natural and I just feel that it's not the most realistic thing for you to do when you're trying to talk nicer to yourself because once you catch yourself not doing it at least me, starts to shit on myself for screwing it up. That I'll be like, oh, damn it, I did it again. (laughs) And then I think I'm bad because of that. And then I'm hopeless. And, you know, it can go into like this whole horrible spiral if you let it. Because one of the biggest things here is the people that can shut off their thoughts or the people that can think 100% positive. First of all, if there's people out there that think 100% positive, I don't believe you. (laughs) Second, the people that can shut off their thoughts entirely probably aren't regular everyday people. Not that you're an average person. You're spectacular and one of a kind. But if you are an average person and you're not studying to be a monk and you're not meditating for eight hours a day, learning how to shut your thoughts off and your main focus in your life isn't learning how to shut your thoughts off. And, you know, why would the same not apply to the positive thoughts? If your main focus all day long is not learning and teaching yourself how to shut or how to change it to positive thoughts. It's never going to be a thing like you're always going to talk to yourself. You're always going to have those thoughts in your head and there are going to be times when those thoughts are negative. So we have to find a way to cope with what we've got. Of course, you can always practice on mitigating the thoughts. You can practice on being the observer of the thoughts. You can practice on making the thoughts more positive, but stop putting the pressure on yourself to 100% make them a certain sort of way. It's been this way for as long as you can remember. It's probably going to be this way until the day you die. It will not be this way if your thoughts are really horrible and you are like, there's no way I can live like this until the day I die. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying that there will be thoughts of some sort always. So we have to find a way to work with them instead of working against them. Allow yourself to hear the negative thought for what it is. Allow yourself to hear what it's trying to tell you. What is the core of your negative thoughts? A lot of the time you can have three million different negative thoughts and their core is going to be around the same thing. I've told you guys 
in the past that I am really bad at people pleasing. And so a lot of my core negative thoughts come back to not being good enough. They come back to, is that it? I think actually it's mostly just not being good enough, like being judged by other people, but that would be not being good enough. Um, people not liking me, that would be not being good enough. So like my core thought is probably not being good enough. So then I can work on tackling that issue. And then as a product of tackling that issue, my negative self-talk will lessen. It's not that I'm focusing on changing the negative self-talk. I'm working on fixing the issue at hand at the root of the problem so that a consequence of fixing that problem will be lessened negative self-talk. While you're going through this process of figuring out what the root of the issue is, you have to listen to those thoughts. So as you're listening to the thoughts, what are you going to do with that? Are you going to let them cripple you? Are you going to let them dictate your life? Elizabeth Gilbert had a really good quote that she said that she does not let fear drive. Fear can come with, it can get in the car and it can have a, a backseat spot, but it's not allowed to drive the car. It can't touch the snacks. It can't touch the radio. It cannot touch the steering wheel by any means, but it can be there. You're allowed to have it there and you're allowed to acknowledge fear is her example, but whatever feeling that you're experiencing, but you cannot let it drive your entire life. You cannot allow it to drive whatever you are doing with yourself. You're not focusing on eliminating it completely because that's a lot of pressure. You're focusing on coping with it. And what do you need to do in order to live with it until you can mitigate it to a very small minimum or till it's completely gone? One of my biggest issues with negative self-talk and the way that I try to use it to my benefit is by saying, okay, these are my negative thoughts. This is what's happening in my head right now. Obviously, this isn't like a direct dialogue because when I'm in the moment, I'm more frantic because I'm hearing the negative thoughts and allowing them to like hurt my heart and hurt my soul. And in the moment, I'm like feeling really badly. So this isn't my direct thought, but while that's happening, I'm trying to ask myself why I'm having that thought and ask myself what piece of it do I need to listen to and what piece of it do I need to let go? Do I need to listen to any of it? Do I need to let go all of it? Do I need to listen to all of it and let go none of it? Allow yourself to hear the thought, to see the thought, to think about the thought that you're having. That's right. I just told you to think about a thought. <laughs> but seriously, if you can think about the thought that you're having, like these people probably don't like me. There's a thought that I have pretty often. <laughs> these people probably don't like me. They probably think that I'm not talking enough. They probably think that I am weird. I wonder what they do think of me. And when I think the thought, I wonder what they think of me. I always have that with a negative connotation in my mind. Like I bet they don't like me or they, I bet they think I'm whatever. What piece of that do I need to listen to? I went to lunch with some friends and I was having that thought, those thoughts. And maybe I could have listened to the piece that said they don't think you're talking enough because I probably wasn't contributing as much as I could because I was so nervous to talk because I felt afraid of judgment. I felt that I was overwhelmed by what to say. 
But I could let the thoughts go of me not being liked by people. Why would I be at a place if they didn't like me? Why would they be talking to me if they didn't want to hear what I had to say? And when I say maybe I could get over my fear and talk more, it's not me shitting on myself and saying like, yeah, that thought was right. Like, I, yeah, I'm not talking to anybody. I suck. I'm not talking at all. Like, it would just be like, oh, well, maybe I <laughs> maybe I could talk a little bit more. Like, I'm not really being very interactive with these new people. I want them to get to know me. We can't discredit the fact that there is a reason that you are having these thoughts. But what is bringing up those thoughts? What is happening that your brain is thinking those things? Because your brain is programmed to help you survive. So there could be things in there that you can listen to, but you have to know the difference between the things that you can listen to and the things that you need to throw away. And sometimes you need to throw the whole thing away. That's okay too, but you have to be able to throw it away and try to move forward and you're not dwelling on that same thought. Don't try to force your thoughts to be a certain way. That's not loving yourself. You're not loving yourself if you are shitting on the way that your thoughts operate and if they're not good enough. Not only are the thoughts bad, but you're saying that those thoughts make you less of a person or not good enough as a person or they're not making you at the place that you want to be and now you're shitting on yourself for a whole new thing. So it's not loving yourself to try to suppress and change and alter and like manipulate these thoughts into an entirely different version of what they are in this moment all at one time. You have to love yourself by accepting the thoughts as they are, listening to them, and allowing yourself to not be as big of a fucking dick as your thoughts are to you. Think of it like another person. If somebody was a really big asshole to you, I think that the best way to approach that is by being the bigger person and by saying, okay, well, that's you. I'm, it's unfortunate that you think that way. I'm sorry you feel that way, but I'm going to move on now. That's kind of the way that you have to cope with your thoughts. You're allowed to maybe listen to a piece of it. You don't have to tell the thought that, you know, you don't have to be like, oh, yeah, like you're right. I am a piece of shit because I'm not talking. You can just internalize it and say, OK, no taken. I got that. But the rest of it, <laughs> that's bullshit. That's not who I am. I'm going to let that go. All right, Ishes, before I let you go, I just wanted to say happy Monday. Today is a brand new day to kickstart a whole new week. You got this. Get into the right mindset and get done what you need to get done. Just because we've got Wellish every single day this month doesn't mean that Mondays are any less important. And I just wanted to say happy Monday. Other than that, keep your eyes and ears peeled for a specific guide on how to realistically overcome your social anxiety. You can follow me on Instagram at underscore Sarah Ritt. You can follow Wellish at Wellish Podcast and you can follow me on TikTok at Sarah Rittendale. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye, ishes.